0: need some motivation on your Chinese business endeavour, may be curious about what the Chinese business environment is all about, or want to laugh out loud listening to war stories on the ground in China. Then this is your show, China Business Cast.
1: Hey, thank you for tuning in to China Business Cast. This is your host, Lina. Today I will be talking to Helen Ye, who is an amazing female leader and a CEO running a regulatory compliance consulting business from Hangzhou. We have already talked to her colleague on episode 118, Raymond Ng. He was explaining how to clear China customs. My company specializes in getting food and beverage brands into China mainland, from Europe and overseas. So Raymond and Helen have become an inevitable part of the process when preparing for China market for our clients. And I'm very blessed to have been able to work with them for the past seven years. Now, this episode will talk less about the intricacies of business itself and more about what it feels like to be a female leader in China and what it feels to run a company like a family in China. And where's that thin line when you're a boss or a mother? within the team. I again want to remind that this episode was actually prepared originally for a corporate training. We were trying to help a 150-year-old Japanese corporation to understand and get inspired how to run business in a different way. And so Helen definitely is a very beautiful example of how to achieve great, great results, become very sustainable and yet have a lot of heart in the business. So I hope you enjoy, and yeah, I'll see you soon. Hi, Helen, and welcome to our office. I was just telling that uh, I think last time I saw you was 2019. It's yeah. before the pandemic and before everything happened. Right. So it's really nice to see that you still look amazing. You're just as cheerful. You still have a company to run. You still have a team to manage and you still have clients that keep coming. So congratulations on surviving this whole. Crazy period of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Because there's a, a value that mm. we can bring to our clients. Then mm. they stay with us, mm. break through all the, the problems, mm. all the pandemic uh, difficult times. Yeah, we are like, you know, solid partners, mm-hmm. trust each other. So I believe that uh, uh, this is kind of a, a strategic, you know, partnership, mm-hmm. but that we help each other to grow in this rapidly changing environment Mm -hmm. and market.
1: Okay, so maybe just to start off, you can tell us a little bit about
2: who you are and what you do today. Sure, sure. My name is Helen and I'm a a co-founder of a a starting business. Uh, Our company mainly specializes in helping overseas companies to enter into China market. We mainly uh, provide technical consulting services to consumer goods companies such as pharmaceutical products, medical device, food, and also cosmetics. Mm. Our mission is to help our clients remove the obstacles and also acquire the asset Mm. uh, to enter the target market. I think uh, most uh, of our clients, around 70 to 80 of our clients are from Abroad, Mm -hmm. So we really work a lot with uh, not only those uh, private companies, commercial Mm -hmm. companies, but also the government, government bodies, Mm -hmm. such as New Zealand or Mm -hmm. Australian or some of the European embassies Mm -hmm. uh, in in China. We mainly provide customs
1: uh, and regulatory compliance Mm -hmm. service Mm -hmm. to our clients. And so, mm-hmm. how did you come up with this idea that you can be providing only this service, and uh, how did you start working in this field? Yes, I I was majored in pharmaceutical.
2: Mm-hmm. This is uh, mm-hmm. one of the reasons that I entered this uh, in into this field. Mm-hmm. I think this is uh, quite uh, an interesting story that uh, mm-hmm. when I broke into this field, actually that was by chance. It was because in the year of two thousand uh, one, China became a member of WTO. Mm -hmm. And we found that thousands of Chinese companies, they want to go abroad. Mm -hmm. They want to have their presence in other countries. But the problem is they don't understand the culture there. They don't understand the policy, the re- mm-hmm. regulatory requirements mm-hmm. there. So they need somebody who can communicate with them, understand their concerns, and also solve the technical problems for them. I joined in that company, mm-hmm. which uh, mainly provides regulatory consulting services for Chinese local companies to get out mm-hmm. to China. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to join order- them in which year? in the year of 2007. So, uh this is kind of a starting of my career in mm-hmm, this field. Mm-hmm.
1: After since that, until today you still work in the same field, but it's now the it same seems field. like uh, you're mm-hmm. more focused to helping foreigners come into China, so right. rather than Chinese companies coming overseas. Right. This is also what I want
2: to share. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been just uh, 20 years mm-hmm. since the year of 2001. Yes. So, in the first 10 years, mm-hmm. more and more Chinese local companies they want to go outside mm-hmm. but in the rest of 10 years mm-hmm. we found incredibly increasing mm-hmm. numbers of overseas companies mm-hmm. they are quite interested in china market and they want to understand how china is how chinese market runs mm-hmm. so from the year of 2012, mm-hmm. we, we started to explore services for overseas companies mm-hmm. to enter into China. So this is what I'm still doing now, mm-hmm. nowadays. Mm-hmm.
1: So since 2007 till 2012, you were working mainly helping Chinese brands go overseas or Chinese products uh, get exported overseas and compliant with overseas uh, regulatory environment. And then since 2012, you actually applied the same methodology, but started working with foreigners. Right, correct. So what was the biggest difference in communicating the value of your services to the foreigners as compared to when you were selling the same service to the local Chinese companies? Here, I think that should be quite different. Quite different.
2: (laughs) You know, in the year of 2007, Mm -hmm. I think consultancy industry was uh, just uh, in the ascendant. Yeah, infant uh, stage. Yes. (laughs) In China. Few Mm -hmm. Chinese local consulting companies and few Chinese local companies would like to accept uh, the business model, the corporation Mm -hmm. model of paying, you know, a service fee and hourly rate correct this is quite a new uh, Mm -hmm. model of business for them they can make a decision to buy for example real estate or Mm -hmm. uh, machines or stationery and everything quickly but Mm -hmm. when it comes to the consulting services Mm -hmm. it's not so easy for them to make the the make a decision to Mm -hmm. pay money for buying you know knowledge by hourly rate right
1: Right. They're buying right. insights or like suggestions, recommendations. Right,
2: right. They basically would like us to, for example, provide a, a fixed mm-hmm. quotation based on the requirements. Mm-hmm. They want to know how much money they will need to spend as a whole in this project. And then they would like to make a decision mm. rather than, you know, maybe you give them an estimate of our mm. hours that you mm. you will probably use for so serving them. Yeah, it's it's basically not acceptable for them. But nowadays, it's uh, changing a little bit. This is the situation for the local Chinese companies Mm -hmm. uh, when I was
1: uh, providing services to to them. Uh, I think uh, for me, why I chose to work with you and mm -hmm. I've been working with your company for seven years or six, Mm -hmm. when we need the consultancy regarding importation, is because you will tell me what it really is based on real documents that come out uh, from highest regulatory bodies but then uh, some people don't want this kind of information they just want to get things done and uh, i understand exactly this is
2: also another difference important difference between chinese local clients and Mm -hmm. overseas clients most of the chinese clients they don't really want to know about the details they Mm -hmm. just want to you know Get a guarantee that Mm -hmm. you you can make it. You Mm -hmm. you can solve the problem. I don't want to. How
1: do you sell your services to these kind of clients? How do you talk to them? How do you educate them? I think to persuade
2: to win the trust from Mm -hmm. clients are always the same. You need to show your profession, Mm -hmm. your knowledge, and also you need always to stay in there. Uh, position Mm -hmm. to think about how to solve the real Mm -hmm. uh, concern problem for them actually everybody can feel that whether you are thinking about yourself you are truly thinking Mm -hmm. about them Mm -hmm. if you always take their sake Mm -hmm. as the priority they can feel that and they will trust you Mm -hmm. and they they would like to give you a chance to cooperate Mm -hmm. and also, another main thing that we can maintain such a long time relationship, uh, mm-hmm. partnership with our clients is, is because we never classify our clients as, you know, small clients or, mm-hmm. you know, an SME or mm-hmm. a big client.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you treat everybody.
2: We exactly. treat everybody mm-hmm. the same. Even if it's a one hour consulting service, mm-hmm. we treat it uh, very cautiously. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure that they feel valued and they really feel that this one hour is very, mm-hmm. you know, worthy. Mm-hmm. So this is our philosophy of the, of the business
1: when mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. provide service to mm-hmm. the clients. Um, But I think it's also service to the team, because I know Raymond, who I work with, has been working with you for eight years already. And this is something so unique uh, to preserve uh, the core members of the team. And now he has even become a co-founder of this new branch of your company, right? So how did you motivate your team to stay with you? in all of this difficult time and what is uh, the type of communication that you have with the team and how do you manage them so successfully?
2: Well, I think it's not myself to manage anybody or Hmm. it's not me to attract anybody to work with us, Mm -hmm. with me. My understanding is my partners, they are attracted by their own dream. Hmm. We have the same... Vision. We have the same business f- philosophy. Mm. We have the same dream. We have a very strong desire to pursue a successful business that is uh, really valuable to mm. our clients. Mm. So I think in business, we are not searching somebody who would like to follow you. Mm-hmm. It's more about searching somebody who follows their heart.
1: You don't need to manage them because yeah. they manage themselves because right. they can yeah. see where you're going and they want to go there together. Yes, that's, yes, that's yes. Idea. We are looking somebody who would
2: like to to stay true mm-hmm. to their original thought, mm-hmm. who would like to you know s- sacrifice in the business Mm -hmm. or sacrifice to support the team Mm that the the whole team to get the success Mm -hmm. so yeah
1: and I think uh, you yourself uh, show this Mm -hmm. by your own example often right because uh, you will not be poking fingers and telling people this is what you should be doing but as I understand that recently you understood that uh, yes okay so we had this opportunity with Chinese companies going overseas and now we have the opportunity with the foreign companies coming into China. And now you saw that because of this challenging situation in the pharmaceutical market in China, there is a big need to help the new drugs to be properly assessed and follow the proper protocols. So you kind of, instead of educating everyone and telling or talking big talk, you just made the right connections. And now you're working with this Special industrial zone that has more than 2000 pharmaceutical companies Mm -hmm. and you're serving their interests at at best as you can because you have already reputation of what 14-15 years in the market. So I think it is just by your own example you show that you're looking for new opportunities and the market never stops but it seems like you constantly follow the same direction. It's just uh, see what new emerging needs arise in the market and what new types of clients you can serve in the same structure.
2: Exactly. As you said, firstly, under such a fast-changing environment, the only thing that doesn't change is that everything is changing every day. (laughs) Mm. So you have to follow the new trend of the industry, you always need to search for a bigger stage mm-hmm. for your business. Previously, we mainly focused on those uh, fast-moving consumer products. Nowadays, we are helping pharmaceutical companies to enter into China market and also help local Chinese pharmaceutical companies to do a better business locally. I think the me- methodology is always the same. The most important thing is that you understand... The demand of the market mm. is not something that you, you, you think about it by mm-hmm. yourself. You need to deeply get into the, the industry mm-hmm. and you understand mm-hmm. what is their, their problem. What is the issue? Mm-hmm. And then you find the right the way to help them solve mm-hmm. the, the problems. For us, uh, the main thing is to help our clients to set a reasonable and a well-planned strategy to save money and save time for them Mm -hmm. and be more competitive in this
1: market. So you have this big vision. How does your team fit into that vision? How do you motivate them? How do you communicate this vision to them? How do you make sure that your team does what is required for the company to keep sustainable operations? This is a very interesting, also very tricky question.
2: It is true that uh, it's quite difficult And it also takes quite a long time to make a team to have, you know, tacit understanding with each other. Mm -hmm. Initially, I also have the same problem with, uh, you know, how could I get my message across Mm -hmm. in an effective way? And it's very important that you need to let all your colleagues, all your staff uh, know Mm -hmm. what why you are doing this what is your vision that you want to bring this business to we are thinking about to establish a business which can last for decades
0: mm-hmm.
2: not a short business so we need to make sure that everybody are on the same page and all the people we work with understand the value here mm. they understand the mission of the business They, at least they will go the the right direction Mm -hmm. without uh, making, you know, big mistakes. Mm -hmm. So what we are doing now is firstly, we will establish our internal knowledge uh, database to let them know what we did Mm -hmm. and also to share some concrete and some visible case studies, mm-hmm. materials... Within the team. Within the team. Mm-hmm. We, we will use this way to mm-hmm. let them understand what they need to do. This is a more a practical mm. aspect, mm-hmm. A, a mm-hmm. thing that we are doing. It's too abstract, you know. They might not understand mm-hmm. exactly... You need to show examples. Yeah, mm-hmm. we need to show them the examples... Mm-hmm. So if there is a mistake what do you do with the team if the mistake is uh, for the first time mm-hmm. then i think it's understandable firstly i will think about whether there's any problem with the standard of procedure mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. our team to see if there's any any you know efficient way to solve the problem mm-hmm. from the funda- structural structure, structure. and mm-hmm. fund- fundamental yeah. uh, aspect then i definitely will speak to our staff, Mm -hmm. uh, our colleague, to point out clearly Mm -hmm. about what kind of mistake they are making. Mm
1: -hmm. Is it difficult for you being a a woman CEO to talk to your staff, maybe if somebody is older, or maybe if somebody is, uh, well, I don't know, has an attitude, or have you had any kind of situation where you know that a person made a mistake, but it was very difficult for you to talk to them about it? Well...
2: Firstly, I will definitely look at the attitude of mm-hmm. the colleague. Sometimes mm-hmm. we will find some of the colleagues they are not in the right attitude. Mm-hmm. They just want to, you know, finish the work. At five. And at <laughs> five, yes, and do not overwork today and just leave it to other colleagues. Mm-hmm. This is something I definitely wouldn't uh, tolerate. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if that's the situation, I will Definitely think about whether this colleague fits our team Mm -hmm. and whether it is uh, is necessary to give him or her another chance Mm -hmm. to see if they can change the attitude. Mm -hmm. But something I learned from my previous experience is Mm -hmm. the judgment Mm -hmm. is very important. You need to make a decision quickly. Uh, This guy is not somebody you want. In Mm -hmm. this team,
0: Mm -hmm. you know, you
2: just uh, ask her or him to find another job Mm -hmm. because that might be better for both us and the colleague. Mm -hmm. So regarding to the, you know, communication skill, honestly, I think as a woman, Mm -hmm. we have the advantage uh, in in communication. (laughs) Yeah. When I communicate with Mm -hmm. our colleagues, talking about the mistake, I will think about why she or he made the, the mistake uh, you will
1: not be emotional about that right not
2: at all mm-hmm. i think the first thing is to find out the reason and to find out the solution uh, how to avoid a second time of making the same mistake mm-hmm. and secondly if there is any important information you want to deliver to your colleague do not deliver too much information at the mm-hmm. same time to the point mm-hmm. give them clear mm-hmm. ideas mm-hmm that's how you want want her or him to do it, Mm -hmm. what kind of mistake they are making, Mm -hmm. why they are making the mistake, and how they could solve Mm -hmm. the the mistake. This Mm -hmm. is the the main thing. I would say it's kind of a coach style Mm -hmm. to ask them to think the same question, think the same issue with you. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: You always lead them to think about how to better, you know, improve your your working skill, improve your knowledge in this mm-hmm. industry. This is the most important thing. If somebody is not willing to mm-hmm. think together with you, and that means they don't want to improve themselves in this area. And mm. They don't like this. Maybe they don't like this area, this industry.
1: Well, your industry is very tedious. There's a lot of it details is. that you need to get into. And yeah. before you can come up with an answer, I yeah. know that there is a lot of reading to be done. Yes. Um, all the different standards. So definitely you need very particular people to fit into this uh, right. culture and right. to see the value in it.
2: Right. We need to find some of the same characters mm-hmm. in our staff, mm-hmm. in our,
1: our team members. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can share, but I think mm-hmm. um, one very memorable story of yours mm-hmm. is that you were working for a company and doing the same service. Mm-hmm. And within that company, the team wasn't appreciated And then for that reason, you kind of had to leave and uh, reestablish the service within a new organization. So what I'm learning from you today is that you are loyal to your team and you really want everybody to be included in decision-making and building the vision. Mm -hmm. And you want everybody to understand their value and their responsibility within the team. But starting from you as a leader, you are just as responsible and just as invested every day so before when you were working for somebody who was detached and only wanted to make cash and was fighting about the amount of cash and was totally not interested in the regulatory aspect or the market dynamics or the emerging problems in the market that was uh, not an interesting environment to work with for you and the team right yeah this is a very good point the industry that we are working in
2: is quite uh, a niche Mm -hmm. industry Mm -hmm. Many of our colleagues, they may do not like the details of the mm-hmm. job, but I think for everybody, they need to achieve their self value. The core thing that I lead everybody to, to contribute mm-hmm. to themselves into this business is about uh, how they can achieve their, their own uh, self value in mm. this, in this
1: platform, in mm. this team. And so how can you help them achieve this self value? So I know that one option is you offered one of your teammates to become the co-founder of this new branch, but do you have other kind of team gatherings or something that you regularly do to motivate us? As for our team, mm-hmm. I think the
2: most important thing is that to let all Our team members to see the value Mm -hmm. that we bring to our clients Mm -hmm. because uh, that means
1: they are doing something really Mm -hmm. valuable. Yeah, Uh, so I noticed that even the technical staff mm -hmm. is often involved in talking to the client directly, even though there will be the project manager who will be talking, but the staff will be included, the technical staff. So maybe that's, uh, at least in my company, it's uh, helping the team Mm -hmm. a lot by seeing the reactions from the client when they feel that, uh, wow, this really helps me to make my business decisions. So that keeps my team motivated. I don't know if that was some decisions Uh, you made in the past. Firstly,
2: every week we will have a team meeting Mm -hmm. uh, involving everybody to go through all the projects. Talking about the difficulties, Mm -hmm. talking about, for example, some of the praises from Mm -hmm. our clients and emphasize about uh, what kind of value we need to bring to our client Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and what will be our core Mm -hmm. competitiveness. Mm -hmm. When we work with other, for example, uh, suppliers and our clients, we will also get together, have some panel discussion Mm -hmm. to identify Mm -hmm. what will be our advantage. When we talk about this, we will, we will think about the things that we did previously, (laughs) Mm -hmm. whether there's anything we can improve. This is also another thing that we frequently do. The third thing is that we also do team building activities Mm -hmm. quite frequently. Mm -hmm. When the birthday is coming, we will get together, Mm -hmm. celebrate. We are like a family, you Mm know, everybody regards uh, each mm-hmm. other as uh, family members, mm-hmm. they would like to share their pain or their happiness mm-hmm. to each other. Mm-hmm. They support each other, especially for those the young people. They just come to to Hangzhou mm-hmm. for you know several several months or several years uh, as a new colleague. They don't really know many friends in this uh, sit- new city. The relationship with the colleagues are very important.
1: I think it's very interesting that you're saying you treat each other as family because that's what they see in the Chinese company culture. Mm-hmm. I often, as a owner and the mm-hmm. CEO of the company, I often become like a mother too. Like if somebody's breaking right. up with somebody, I have helped people take care of their cats who got uh, run over by a car, you know, in True. my team. And it seems like in the West, uh, you leave your home outside, you put on a suit, you come into the office, and then you're expected to be a professional. <laughs> Whereas it- in China, there is no such segregation between who are you outside of the office, but you come into the office feeling like home. So I know that people take off their high heels and put on slippers in the office. And they will have their favorite Hello Kitty mug, which in the West would be just impossible to understand. Mm-hmm. So then how do you manage a company like a family? How do you balance being this mother-like person and a CEO who needs to hit the revenues?
2: Well, basically, I separate our relationship in mm. uh, two parts. For work, I was trained by... This industry for mm-hmm. more than ten years, mm-hmm. it's around uh, fifteen years. Mm-hmm. I have a careful and cautious personality,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and a little bit uh, detailed oriented. Mm-hmm. So I will uh, look into the details of their job. If there's anything wrong, then I just uh, you know point out it uh, mm-hmm. clearly. So for this point, you know you are just. Uh, the CEO, mm-hmm. you want, you need to make sure that your business is running in a correct way. Mm-hmm. But for the other aspect, uh, uh, talking about the daily life, mm-hmm. the, those young people, they need consideration. They need your mentorship.
1: They want you to understand them mm-hmm. very much. I think the- in China, if uh, you don't show your personal life, people cannot trust you. True, so then true. as a leader sometimes I feel like I'm forced to open up smaller details that I would never talk about in the in mm. Europe. I think this is also maybe the difference between mm-hmm. western
2: countries yes. and it is in China. Mm-hmm. We feel more comfortable about uh, talking about private uh, mm-hmm. information mm-hmm. and that makes us trust each other better. If you hire some somebody you need to trust uh, him Mm-hmm. Trust her. We don't require our staff to, you know, come to the office at exactly, you know, nine o'clock or something, mm-hmm. or leave the the office. Me too. Uh, I don't require. Her. <laughs> yeah, we don't have that kind mm-hmm. of rule. We trust the you that you know what you sh- need to. Complete as your job, as your responsibility. We give you enough space to manage yourself. If there's any clue that you are delivering an information that you are not trustable, Mm -hmm.
1: then maybe there's no chance Mm -hmm. to stay in this, Mm -hmm. this company. So what do you think in this company has been your biggest achievement? And what was the biggest achievement for you in your life? Is it the same professionally or is it two different
2: things for you? Talking about business, I think the biggest uh, achievement is that uh, we have a very good team mm-hmm. that we know each other very well. Mm-hmm. We have the same vision. We are following the same aim. We are cooperating with each other very well. You know, nowadays, it's impossible for anybody alone to run a business. So team is very important. Mm-hmm. So we have the kind of a uh, dream team. Mm-hmm. And for my life, I think the biggest achievement is that uh, my family understands me. Because mm-hmm. when you are run- running a business, a starting business, you don't really have much time to spend with the family. Right. And I have a t- daughter who is uh, 11. My daughter, she is quite uh, you know, self-disciplined. Mm-hmm. Basically, mm-hmm. she can manage herself in many aspects, mm-hmm. which makes me more relaxed. For me, I understand that uh, we are not uh, living for work. But as a leader, as a CEO, you have to be, you know, selfless mm. and you have to be long-term responsible. Mm. You need to bring your business into the goal that your team is not only your, your business, it's the mm. team's business. But yeah, I'm, I'm happy with the situation. So where do you see your company going in the near future? And what do you want to achieve Honestly, in China, I didn't see a lot of, you know, consulting companies like us who pretty much focusing on bringing overseas brands Mm -hmm. into China and who provides quite detailed and considerable and cautious reports or we care about our performance very much. Mm -hmm. We have a special QA team who review or the results that we deliver to Mm -hmm. our clients. My vision is Mm -hmm. that uh, we need to make sure that every day we are Mm -hmm. doing the right thing in the right way. Mm -hmm. And in maybe 10 years or 20 years later, we could be the top or even the number one Mm -hmm. uh, consulting company that our clients could uh, trust with. To solve the regulatory-related issues, mm-hmm. we we will continuously focus on the regulation compliance services. Mm-hmm. We want ourselves to be very professional in this specific area. Thank you. Well,
1: thank you, Helen, so much yeah. for coming no, today. No, no, thank I you think for, um, for this opportunity. We learned quite a few things. First of all, that you treat your team as a family. Mm-hmm. That's very unique and very important. I think it's the key difference to how you see uh, company culture in China as compared to the West. I think uh, the second thing we learned about you is that you started with pharmaceuticals at the university so many years ago, and you continued consistently in the same field, regulatory consulting, and you have a big vision And uh, the third thing we learned that you only pick people who share the same vision and the same ambition. So you're not interested in working with people who are not seeing the world in the same way as you do. And you don't waste time in that. That's why it seems that you can be very straightforward and very direct with your communication with your team and uh, stay away from all the mismanagement by just cutting them and... (laughs) letting them go as soon as you notice that there is a problem in the attitude. So it is very inspiring to know that a female leader can be so sharp and so detached from emotions in this professional business environment. So thank you for sharing that. And I think for many people watching this outside of China, it will be quite impressive that you have built a company that is following high-quality protocol that you have invented by being an insider in this industry for so many years. So... I think this story will be very worth listening to and learning from. So thank you. Doing business in China is a complex
0: world. You can quickly feel alone and lost in its maze. But don't worry. China Businesscast is here for you. Sign up for our newsletter and regular updates on our website at www.chinabusinesscast.com. Thanks for tuning in.